I love talking about marketing and it's a topic that's come up a lot over the years on my podcast. And today we are digging into the topic a little bit deeper. We're talking about creating value and building consistency and making your content beautiful and have the aesthetic that you really love. Rachel Brown joined me on the show today. Come and check out the episode. Come and check out the show notes at thebiz.studio. And let's jump into today's episode of The Biz Podcast. Welcome to The Biz Podcast, where we're going to talk about running a business you love while still having the life you want. I'm Lara Wellman, and together we're going to talk about dreams, goals, and strategies, but even more importantly, mindset, boundaries, breaking the rules, and getting out of your own way. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Rachel. Thanks so much for having me. I'm going to start out like I always do and have you tell everybody who you are and what it is that you do. My name is Rachel Brown and I uh, have a business called The Art of Digital Content and I teach mostly therapists, healers and coaches how to produce content that converts obviously and most importantly but also has an art and a legacy and a just very, very high quality value behind it. Yeah. And I wanted to have you on because I heard you talking about what it is that you do with your clients and how you help people create this kind of content. And I thought it sounded amazing. I have a lot of people that I work with where, you know, the first step is like start creating content, right? Like that is that first block when you start out where you don't even feel comfortable creating anything. Right. Yeah. This is a hurdle that everybody kind of has to get through. And it's, I think it brings up a lot of different things for us. It brings up a lot of like emotional mental blocks, as well as like a lot of skill blocks. Like sometimes we don't, you know, we've never been on video, we've never written a blog. And so it can be really challenging to actually bump up against that. And honestly, a huge piece of that getting over that hump is having the support to carry you through it. Yeah, people, I mean, a lot of it is, I just don't think I'm good enough. I'm not a writer. I'm not this. I'm not going to be able to do it. I don't have anything interesting to say. Then they start to get out of their way. They start to create stuff. And you and I were talking before I hit record about, you know, there is that stage where you just want to start getting stuff out there. And that's an important piece. Yeah. And, you know, there's also challenges around that. It's so funny. There's just like challenges in every part of this journey. And honestly, I understand all of them because I've been through them myself and I I facilitate people through this process all the time. So, I mean, first, I think what I want to say to people is like, this is very hard, you know, don't beat yourself up about not being able to just like wake up one day and to just produce astounding content that does everything that you wanted to do. It is a process and a journey. And I like to actually, my business is called the art of digital content because I actually treat it like an artistic process. And in an artistic process, there's, I mean, you're talking 10 years before you're actually producing things that are just exactly what you want them to be, you know? And so firstly, I think it's important just to cut yourself a bit of slack, but then there are some pretty fundamental principles, I think that can help align the way you think about things so that you are successful on this journey. Right. And I mean, this is what happens for so many business owners. You start doing a thing because you're good at that thing, but you've never learned how to run a business. And then you get frustrated and all caught up because you don't know how to do all the other pieces. Yeah. And of course you don't. Why would you? <laughs> right. You're just thrown into so many uncomfortable places when you start an online business in particular, but any business. And yeah, that's challenging. We just have such high expectations of ourselves just to be able to like, yeah, like I said, wake up and just do all the things that we've never been taught to do. (laughs) So yeah, so that's why 
talking to people like you and people like me it gives people the tools that they need so that it doesn't have to feel quite so hard when you're trying to figure everything out that you don't know how to do by yourself. Right. Absolutely. So important. And have a community of people that like are your peers and doing the same things, you know, have people that are three steps down the road from you that are producing the things that, you know, that are doing the things that you want to be doing. And honestly, I'm such a pro support person. It's not even funny. Like you and I know each other through the community that we're part of, but then I also have a business coach and I have all of these different things in place that actually help me get to where I want to be because I know it's such a fallacy that we think that we can do this stuff on our own. I think we look around, especially with online entrepreneurship and we just assume that everyone is doing it by themselves, but actually no one is really doing it by themselves at all. Everybody has good networks, good support, and it's the most true for amazing content creation as well. Yes. I mean, I have a business coach. I am part of lots of groups. I 100% agree. And I think it is, it's a, it's a fallacy. It's a belief people need to get out of their head that trying to figure everything out by yourself is somehow more impressive than just going and getting support so that you can get it done better and faster. Yeah. And better and faster and more efficiently and less wasting time and less, you know, there's so much to it. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the content. So we know whether or not we're just starting out and trying to get out there or you're at the place where you've been creating content and you're like, you know, I just wish it looked a bit better. It seemed a bit more professional. And, and, you know, I love the art component of what you talk about because there is, there's the aesthetic that you want it to have a feel that you want it to connect to the specific people that you're trying to attract. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you teach people about how to look at content. Well, I would say there is like the the personal kind of mindset stuff. And then there's also the like skills and knowledge stuff. And so for, you know, for the skills and knowledge stuff, I really break it down into three different things and that's voice value and visuals. And so with the people that I work with in particular, voice is so important. And what I mean by voice is first of all, a huge, if you do any sort of art practice, if you're a writer, if you're a, you know, a painter, anything, voice is a huge component of art in general. This is not just something I'm making up. But voice is about like, what do you have to say that's different? Or what does your brand have to say that's different? And also how are you actually expressing those things that are different? So there's like two components to it. And that itself is a, you know, there's a saying that's like seven years to finding your voice. And this is again, taking an art lens onto content and business. And it takes a while, you know, and it's a huge uh, experimental process to figure out, you know, what you do have to say that's unique based on your lived experience and your values and beliefs and your opinions about the world. But also, you know, from a brand point of view, what your brand values are and what basically the niche that you actually serve in the market. Yes. So that's voice. And then value is every time you produce an awesome piece of content, you really do have to make sure that it is high value and high value can look different for different pieces of content. But generally speaking, it's like, how are you packing this with just stuff that's going to be absolutely mind blowing to them? And it's really up to us to go out and do our research and talk to people and find people who are actually going to be that And then visuals is production value. So it's like, okay, cool. We, you know, we talked earlier about this and we all go through this journey. You know, if you're posting on Instagram, for example, and like your visuals are pixelated, everyone has done that before. And it's something that I would say, as we journey down this road, we get better and better at avoiding little things like that. So there's like this production value stuff, you know, it's the difference between using a good camera and, you know, I mean, an iPhone camera is pretty good at this point, but a phone camera, a good mic, just like basically creating something, producing something that is really, really high quality and is a great experience for the viewer or the reader, you know, or the listener. So 
Those are the three kind of frameworks that I use for how to figure out whether your content is working or not. And really these things are doorways. They're not, you know, this is a process. It is never going to be perfect. And getting stuck in the idea of trying to produce something perfect is not what we want to do. But I do think these are things that we reach towards. We, we reach towards really high value. We reach towards really strong voice and we reach towards good production value. So maybe you can give us a couple of examples of the ways that people start to find their path forward into something that feels a little bit maybe higher value or higher production value, something that makes them take them up a level in terms of what it is that they're creating. Because this is the kind of stuff where I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. like, what does that mean? Like, can you wrap it into a package so I can picture what that could even be for people? Well, for example, this is also a platform-based thing. So say you do a video on Facebook Live and your video on Facebook Live is you know, Facebook Live is designed to be a conversation. So on Facebook Live, you can talk for 30 minutes into the abyss of the computer in front of you and hope that people engage back with you. And that's the video formula for Facebook Live, right? But if you were to take that and put that on YouTube, that's not going to be a high quality video because YouTube is a place where video is being done in a professional capacity. And it's the goal of YouTube videos is very different to the goal of Facebook Live videos. So I would say Facebook Live videos, for example, work really well on Facebook Live, but they're not a high production value to go on YouTube. Yeah, so it's thinking about not just thinking you can take one thing and blast it out everywhere, but like design it intentionally and think about what it should be for that platform. Right. And also, you know, talking for 30 minutes straight with no cuts, with no visuals, with no text overlay, with nothing interesting happening at all, only works. That video format only works on Facebook Live. You know, we've been, people have produ- been producing video and film for decades, centuries. Well, not centuries, but maybe a, a century. <laughs> a long time. Let's just go with that. And there are formulas for this stuff. And so, like you said, the formula is different for producing that kind of content than it is for producing, say, a Facebook Live. And blogs are a good example. So a very high quality blog is going to be something that is super well researched and is goes into a lot of depth and has a writing style that's interesting to read. This is part of finding your voice and finding your style. It's like if you write like an encyclopedia, no one's going to read it because no one really reads encyclopedias unless they're only going for a very specific piece of information. So it's like, how do you start to have a really strong voice in the way that you write, in the way that you present yourself on film? And in even through voice on audio. So yeah, there's a lot of different elements to it. Um, and it really does depend on what piece of content you're trying to produce. And that's kind of why I've broken it down into voice value and visuals, because if you're trying to have something that's cross-platform, you're speaking to things on, you know, audio and you're also speaking to video and you're also speaking to blog. It's kind of hard to do that because they're all a bit different. What is high quality content on each of those things is a bit different. Yeah. And when I used to do social media consulting, This was back long enough ago. People just would try to blast everything out. I mean, I still do it, right? But they want to schedule one piece of content to every platform. It's like, you can't, like the the people don't talk to each other the same way way. on all of them. Right. And that's the other piece is like, the content communicates with the algorithm. This is going to get a little techy and weird, but the algorithm is a robot on the other side of your computer that's determining how good your content is. So it's like, there is the art side and there is the algorithm. I actually do talk a lot about the algorithm as well, but the problem with the algorithm is that it's constantly changing. But generally speaking, you can optimize for certain things. Like we know Facebook right now is optimizing for meaningful conversations. So 
that's why they're so strongly promoting Facebook live. And so then we know, okay, cool. Like you can kind of make guesses based on the direction that, you know, each platform is going in as to how the algorithm is going to respond to the content you're creating. But yes, the thing is I don't like to overwhelm people with that stuff because frankly, producing consistent content is the only thing that matters to start with. Like in the first year to year and a half, all I tell people is just get in a consistent rhythm. Like I wouldn't even worry about producing insanely good stuff. Just get in a really consistent rhythm because consistency is key. Let's just touch on that for a minute. What does consistent mean to you? Consistent means just showing up. I I mean, I don't think it needs to be exactly like every second Thursday at 10 a.m. kind of thing, you know, but I think building a relationship with people, especially online, requires some level of systematic touch points that they can come to get to know you and depend on you and rely on you for certain things. Like this is a long process. So I would say consistent to me means just producing, I would say within the framework of a month, producing a consistent piece of content, whether that be one blog, one podcast, one video, that's a really good place to start. And in fact, doing more than that when you're first getting started quickly gets very overwhelming. And I think that that's an important piece, right? You want to do something really quite good. There was a time where it's like every single week or twice a week and you better blog three times a week and you don't know what, right? But like, we all know there's way too much content out there anyway. It's much better to have a good piece of content less often than to just be blasting people all the time. I a hundred percent agree. And there was this perception of quantity over quality for a really long time. And, you know, when, when we talk about how Facebook's algorithm is optimizing for meaningful conversations, that is the opposite of quantity over quality. They want quality now. There is so much noise. The internet is saturated with just unnecessary things. And we all get in the habit of this very human thing. You know, even your social media posts, I encourage people to schedule everything a month in advance because there is a lot of downsides to these momentary, like fleeting ideas of posting things that I'm like, what we optimize for is longevity. We want to schedule it in advance and we want to be able to check it. And we want to know that that's the exact thing that we are trying to say that's going to promote the product that we want to promote or that's going to, you know, do the thing that we want it to do. That takes strategy and that takes thinking in advance. And so, yeah, I'm not a fan of just posting things for the sake of it at all for a lot of different reasons. Awesome. So what are some final thoughts and things that you want people to think about when it comes to their content and starting to take it to that next level of what it can become? Well, the first thing I would say is don't even think about that until you've set a consistent rhythm and you've followed that consistent rhythm for like six to eight months. Um, That's the most important place to start because consistency really is key. And like, once you're in that rhythm, it's really easy to make small pivots in different ways that upgrade your content as part of the process. But it's super important that you're in that rhythm in the first place. And then depending on what you're producing, say you're producing a blog every month, if what I encourage people to think about is what I call a PMOC, which is hilarious, but it's a preferred method of communication, right? The beautiful thing about content is it has a huge capacity to leverage. So if you create a blog, there is a lot of ways to leverage that on social media. There's a lot of ways to leverage that as a script, but finding your preferred method of communication and doing that consistently every month is super important. Once you have that, say it's, say it's writing, for example, but you still don't really feel like a strong writer, I would super recommend going to a couple of writing classes. You know, if it's video, if you're creating videos, like choose one thing, don't get overwhelmed with it. But if you're creating videos, 
go and like learn a little bit about video, like get into the art of whatever your preferred method of communication is and get really good at doing that one thing. Cause at that point, it's actually super easy to leverage how well you've produced that quality piece of content into other formats. Yeah. And I mean, even this podcast is a good example for me. I like having conversations like this. I like, exactly. like, it's really easy for me to create this, to have these conversations where I get to talk about the things I think matter to my audience and share the experiences that I've had. And then it gets turned into a blog post and it gets exactly. turned into pieces of content and I get support with the other pieces. This is the thing. This is why I'm like, the important thing about content is you won't do it if you don't love it. So you have to find something that you're at least a little bit excited about. And I think that there is something for everyone. I mean, if it's TikTok, like TikTok is hilarious. Like there are just so many different ways to be creative with it. Um, but I think finding something you love or are even just a little bit interested in is yes. the first kind of thing to do, get very consistent at doing that. And then think about making micro upgrades to it. You know, just do little bits here and there. Fundamentally do not get overwhelmed with it because this is a 10 year game. I'm constantly saying this to people. It's a 10 year game. It's a long road ahead and we got to go slow and steady and set a pace that we can all handle. And that looks different for every different person. So. Yeah. I, I was having this conversation with somebody just last week around content. Like, yes, online content, content marketing, super important, but it's not the thing you do when you're about to need like a big push all of a sudden. If I can just change this, then by next month, I'm going to have all kinds of new clients. Like you, you, exactly. This is the slow build. There's other things you can do for a fast crunch, but it's not this. Right. Yeah. And this is efficiency is also a thing, but I wouldn't really want to talk about that until people are a lot further down the road, you know, but a lot of the time it's going to be a while before you get any return on investment in this. And so if you're waking up every morning and posting to social media and spending like an hour trying to figure out what's bloody post, then it's a giant waste of time. <laughs> like I'm a content person. I love content. I love everything about content marketing. And I'm telling you, it is only one part of your business. It's often not the most important thing. But in saying that, it does need to be operating in a machine-like way going on in the background in order to set you up for future success because, you know, in a couple of years' time, it will be the most important thing. Yeah, I love it. So if people want to find out more about what you do, I believe that you have a resource that could be helpful to people as well. We can put all of that in the show notes, but tell them where to find you and what it is, and, and then we can link up to it in the show notes as well. Well, you can find me at theartofdigitalcontent.com. And the, the resource I have for you just goes into a lot more detail. I'm speaking about these three different elements of what makes good content across the platforms. And that's voice value and visuals. Awesome. So people go and check out Rachel's website, grab her freebie, check out the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope you got a lot of value and ideas out of it. Until the next episode, come and hang out some more with me. I've got a free Facebook group that's called Building Your Next Level Biz. I share lots of trainings. I do all kinds of mini workshops in there that are all free. So check out the show notes. Come and join me there. And that will be our place to hang out between episodes.